Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. So this was going to be a podcast, a golf podcast, but I guess now it's an emergency golf podcast. Myself, Ryan Handel, Ben Charlson, WEI. Um, Ben, we finally got some good good news today in the sports world with golf um, announcing they're scheduled to come back over the summer. No official dates yet until, what was it, the PGA Championship in August, but it seems like golf is trending towards coming back. Yeah, so PGA Championship uh, start of August is the first official confirmed date. So we know beginning of August we definitely have golf, but they have put out there to be confirmed uh, middle of June, which is to be honest, kind of a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel for this lack of sports. If we can get something in June and with golf, it is one of those sports I feel like you can kind of get away with not having fans, um, being less crowded, where you can start playing golf or start having matches and televised events and not have to worry as much about the spread of uh, the corona. Yeah, I would say golf is like the safest sport to come back because there's no real touching of equipment, sharing of of a ball or anything like that. And, you know, there's only what, like 120 or so players in a field. So it's not, and they're, you know, spread out over the course of, you know, acres and acres of lands. It's not like they're on top of each other. I mean, I'm sure like that you have to cut back on some of the media and the personnel that are there, but I would say that golf is probably the easiest sport to come back and could be the first sport that we see come back and could be maybe in a trial run to see, you know, what works and what other sports could take note of. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. If it's the trial run, you know, maybe the first event, it's only top 50 golfers in the world or something, or guys who are located around the tournament that they're um, playing at. And maybe you have a couple different tournaments where, cause guys are going to need practice to get back into the swing of it. Right. But maybe you only do 50 guys at a tournament, see how it goes. Is this feasible? Is this a possible thing to do? And then kind of grow it from there. And maybe that start mid-June is that thing. You 50 golfers, get them there, see what it's like, how much uh, media availability, what type of TV crew you need, stuff like that. And kind of it'll be more of like a work in progress, I feel like. The thing that I think was just thinking as you were talking is it could impact the players from Europe. Like if let's just say Roy McIlroy, I think is overseas right now. He probably wouldn't be able to get back with the travel restrictions. So maybe that's something that they have to, you know, work through and obviously it's a work in progress and you're not going to, you know, not have a golf tournament because people in Europe can't come over for it. But I think that's some of the things that's still have to work out. Yeah, I definitely think that's true. Yeah. With the European golfers, I know a lot of them live in Florida during season. But I, I do kind of wonder how many of them went back home to Europe, you know, England, Britain, Spain, those areas, which have been hit pretty hard. So it will be interesting to see, yeah, maybe we don't get some of the top golfers and maybe it's more of a, 
in past years, like the fall swing of the PGA Tour, where it's, it's lesser-known guys who are really making run runs at the champion um, first place and that type of stuff. So it will be interesting to see what pros are there and maybe some stay out and like, hey, we're going to skip this first event. You know, I'm going to put family first. I, I want to see how this goes. I want to make sure everything's a little bit more cleared up. But I'm more just excited that they announced the chance of golf and the chance of sports coming back. I, I, I really don't care who's playing in these tournaments. Yep. As long as it's back on TV and I have something to watch, something to cheer for on the weekends, I'm all for it. That was my next point. This is sort of a, a sign that things are improving. And I think that, you know, I know a lot of people made fun of the Trump conference call, these commissioners, but I think he had this and sort of gave them some information. Like, I think that Trump sort of has an idea of where things are going to look in these coming months. And if, you know, that it wasn't going to be possible, I think on this conference call, Trump would have told the commissioner of the PGA Tour, the LPGA Tour, that, look, this, this isn't going to happen. But he didn't do that. I think he sort of pushed him the other direction. So I think it was sort of a resurgence of those words from, the, from Trump and everybody else on the call that they could proceed forward with planning out their schedule. So I think this news today was definitely a positive, not only for golf fans, but I think sports in general, that people are starting to look forward to things that are coming and starting to plan out these things because you can't just throw it together in a couple of days. These take weeks to plan out. So this is just step one of a big process. Yeah, I think that's true. If, if they didn't have an idea or at least some uh, good news from the president or his staff, they wouldn't be throwing these dates out. They wouldn't be like, hey, August 3rd, we're definitely playing this tournament. Like if they were saying, you guys have no chance of doing this, that would not be a thing. Or stuff when they're throwing out to be confirmed, like they're feeling pretty confident about this date. I, I'm guessing they, yeah, like you said, they got good news or at least news that gives them a good thought. Like, hey, this is possible. Our season is not completely ruined because of what's going on now. We can get some of these tournaments in and get back sooner rather than later. So the British Open was canceled today. I think that was also an insurance thing. They got more. Yeah, than yeah. from what I saw with them, it was all – they had, I think it was this week, if they didn't cancel, they lose, like, all their insurance on it. So that was, yeah, money, like, hey, we're not going to be able to tell if we can get this in or not. Let's just call it now, cancel it, make sure we can uh, get the insurance benefits from it. This is setting up a pretty exciting sort of end of summer fall of golf because you're going to have the PGA Championship August 6th to the 9th and the Wyndham yep. Championship the week after that and then the FedEx Cup the next three weeks. Uh, ending on Labor Day weekend, and then it looks like a week off before the U.S. Open, and then right after that week is the Ryder Cup. So from August 6th to September 20th to 27th, it's major golf pretty much every single weekend, and that's not even talking about the Masters that they rescheduled for November 12th to 15th. So I guess what are you looking forward to most about this sort of condensed schedule and how exciting it could potentially be? I'm excited, I think, probably for the um... – was it the U.S. Open and the Ryder Cup back-to-back -back weeks? Yep. I think I'm most excited for that. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of the U.S. Open always. It's, it's one of those tougher, competi uh, tougher tournaments. They like to make it a little bit more challenging for the players. And I'm a huge Ryder Cup fan. Anytime you can get USA, like I'm you know, a big Olympic guy, big President's Cup guy, those type of tournaments where you're getting the best of the best going against each other and it's a team event, I, I love that. So I, I think going back-to-back -back weeks – it, it could be a little in, intense with, with how compact the, the schedule is going to be. Some of the guys might be a little worn down, but I think that's a great back-to-back -back week right there. 
Yeah, and now you brought that up. Let's, I guess Tiger Woods is probably most impacted by that just because, you know, how old he is in his body. And I don't know if he might have to rework or rethink his schedule in a way because maybe he doesn't look at the FedEx Cup as being that important to him and wants to look forward to the U.S. Open and the Ryder Cup. So maybe he cuts back on his you know, play in, in the uh, FedEx Cup event. So what do you think Tiger will – what do you think weighs most on Tiger's mind? Do you think he cares more about the U.S. Open and the Ryder Cup or will he want to play in those FedEx Cup events to try to you know, get th- those FedEx Cup points and ultimately play in the Tour Championship? I, I don't think the FedEx Cup really matters to him. He's won it before. Yep. I think he, he wants to – the going after the 18 majors is still – especially with the Masters win last year, is still a big thing on his mind, I think. So U.S. Open, I think, is probably the biggest on his mind. And with his success at the President's Cup last year, I think the Ryder Cup is maybe becoming a little bit more important to him. He, he played so well at the President's Cup. You know, he was a great coach for them, made all the right decisions. If he can get on the Ryder Cup team and really prove that he's back and show, hey, I can, I can do this still, I, I think that's big. And I, he seems to be much more of a – much much closer with the guys now. It seems. Say, more team player, laid back. Yes. One of the guys. Yeah, like back in the day, it was always very, you know, he oh, him against everyone else. He was he wasn't like a team team guy, and we saw the presence cup like that moment with Justin Thomas. Like he was oh, yeah. one of the guys, and was giving fist pumps, and that was such a great moment. That I think it was the second day on the 18th hole when JT made that putt. We never saw that from Tiger, so I, you're right. The team event seemed to have more of a meaning to him now. Yeah, but I think I think like you were talking about those going back to back weeks. It's going to be tough because you have seen the last couple of years with his injury history and the surgeries he's had. He's very limited in what he plays now. And more often than not, yeah, I, I don't know. I know he's played a couple back-to-back weeks in tournaments, but just it doesn't seem very often. He's playing, you know, the four majors, right? players championship, uh, certain tournaments. He definitely picks his schedule yeah. uh, very strategically now. And I mean, I guess you could, and, but also the U.S. Open is one of the most grueling weeks of golf. Like I said, it's a tough test, such a hard, mm-hmm. wing foot's a hard course. Yep. It's a mental grind, not only, not only that, but the physical stuff too. So may, maybe we don't see the, our, the best Tiger in the Ryder Cup, but if it's only, you know, if he realizes that he kind of has a month or and a half off after the, the Ryder Cup before the Masters, he could, you know, go all out for those two weeks. And I think that would be okay. Yeah. And then now bring up the Masters. I'm, I'm actually very excited to see what Augusta is like in the fall. Uh, I, I love the April, everything blooming. I'm a huge Masters fan. I love when it comes up and, you know, the music, everything. Is but that I'm your favorite favorite major, the, the Masters? Probably. I, I, I think so. I, I think I like it probably the most just because it is on the same course every year. Right. You know what you're getting. Exactly. Like, you, you know when they make that turn Sunday, it's gonna, someone's going to fall a little bit. It's going to come down to, uh, you know, those last couple holes. So I, I, I think it is. And I don't know. I don't – maybe it's just the, the pageantry, pageantry they put around the Masters that makes it that much better. But, yeah, I think it's probably my favorite of the four majors. What were you going to say about how it's set up in the fall compared to the spring? I, I, it's just – I'm interested to see with what it's like. Um, I'm guessing it will be still in very good shape, obviously. Yep. They have the whole summer to take care of it. But I, I'm wondering, you know – are some of the holes a little bit different where, you know, foliage and less trees or not right. less trees, but less leaves and stuff like that, where right. the course might be a little bit easier for them or, you know, where they're, they're prepared for this. It's, they get a whole season under their belt and then they go to the masters where 
I know even now you get a couple tournaments in front of you, but more often than not, you're what just like the players championship and a couple yeah. other tournaments. Before yeah. There's the no real big tournaments before the masters and where now this is kind of like the end. And you know, yeah, they, yeah. You're, you've already played the other majors. You've played a Ryder cup for a lot of these guys where, and then you get a month off to prepare for this. So it, it I think it'll be a lot of really good golf and, I'm glad that they put it at the end instead of trying to like, hey, like we'll put it the start of the tournament or the start of the year that we're trying to put together. Because I'd much rather see the guys in their best form going yeah. to Augusta. That's a good point. The other thing I was thinking, well, from a TV perspective, CBS obviously has the rights to the Masters, and they're going to have the college football and the NFL. So I don't. What do you think that they might do um, with TV coverage? That's a really good question. I was actually thinking about that because, yeah, because you'll be right in the heart of Saturday, college football. You know, the CBS is huge with the SEC. There'll probably yep. be some huge game like Georgia-Bama, something like that. And then Sunday, they got um, the NFL. So I can't imagine they're going to bump college football and NFL for the Masters. I know the Masters is very um, good for them in April, but in, during football season, it's – it's not that West, big. West so. Tigers in contention at the top, and you can't count on that. So you're right. It's so going to be interesting to see. I mean, they do have CBS Sports Network. Like maybe if they try to push that out, like just to keep it in CBS in house, it's it's going to be dicey and interesting because I know like there's probably a ton of money that goes into it. And yeah, like what I mean for everything involved, CBS has a ton of money with the SEC, the NFL, the Masters, the PGA Tour. So I, I don't really know how that'll look and what work out like do you think there's a chance they could go like super early tea times on the weekend and try to finish it before like four o'clock I, I don't think so I know um I think like Thursday and Fridays they usually put on ESPN right so I don't know if ESPN might like hey try and take something from buddy but even ESPN's big on college football too so right. I I it'll be very interesting I think that will be interesting to see what they do network wise because yeah there's no way they're not going to air the Masters on at least a popular channel. Like right. it, it'll be tough to put it like on CBS with Sports Network or whatever that is, where people don't have it. So maybe I, I, I really don't know. Maybe they make the streaming free online or something, and right try and figure something out around that. And they they have plenty of time to work that out. And I'm sure that's not yeah, on the top, yes. top of their list, but just so that they can lock in a date, that's the most important thing, and then sort of work from there. Uh, Lastly, have you been missing playing golf? Have you got out there? Did you sneak out onto a course? I, I have not. I, I was going to, and then basically everything got shut down. Um, so I'm really thinking about buying uh, like the, the net and uh, some turf yep. and just setting it up and going to the driveway and just hitting a couple balls. I, I need to do something, yeah, because I, I feel like I'm not going to be getting out there anytime soon. So you know, might, might as well get out there and even if it's in the driveway, hit a couple shots and just enjoy it. What about you? Anything? Well, I got a at a uh, putting mat that I've set up in my living room, um, but that's the extent. I mean, I I wish I could set up a, a drive like like you said a net to hit something. But my, my hope is that once this once May comes around, then maybe they loosen back some of these things. And like we said, golf can be played socially distancing, so maybe that's one of the first things to come back. But it's it's been tough. I mean, the but the best thing I think that I've looked at is there have been like great weather days. It's not like it's we've had like a sixty five degree day, so. It's worked out in that sense, but it, it's tough, especially – I've already paid my membership for the year, and I'm just, you know – Yeah, just sitting on it, yeah. Yeah, so I'm interested to get back. 
No, it, it is interesting because, yeah, like a lot of places still, or a lot of states, golf is still open, or at least courses are. They've called so, it essential in some states. They call it an essential thing. So hopefully around here, yeah, that hopefully that's the first thing that gets lifted. It's like, hey, stay away from these areas, but if, if you want to go golfing, feel free to, you know, two people out there, keep your distance. And so hopefully that gets open soon. We can uh, get out there and enjoy some of uh, this weather that we're finally starting to get. All right. Thanks for joining me, Ben. Uh, maybe we'll do this again, previewing some other tournaments, and maybe we can make this into a branded podcast. But this is, maybe this is a good trial run, a good test run. Yeah, I like it. It was, it was a good run. We had some good news to actually talk about for once, or, or not for once, for at least the last couple of weeks. This is the first good news I feel like we've had in a while. So, yeah, and, and if golf gets uh, started first, yeah, we'll, we'll have plenty of talk about it. It will become a, a major sport for uh, the next couple of months, maybe. All right. Well, you get back to your Red Sox producing old broadcasts, whatever you've been doing. Yeah, it, it, we got, uh, what, game four of the ALDS night from 2018. It'll be exciting stuff if you haven't listened to it. Tune in WBI tonight. All right, thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ryan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.